Yeah. How are the chairs? Are they comfortable? They are really comfortable. It's just they're a tad lower than I'm yeah. used to. Yes. So, but it's quite good because I'm Feeling imagining. A bit gangster. I'm just thinking that it's going to just clear me out. Like, <laughs> like a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my knees are higher than my centre of gravity, if you mm-hmm. take my meaning. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, by the time we finish this, I'll have the clear out to end all clear outs. Oh, nice. Just in time for a Chinese. Oh, yeah, well, make some room. A succulent Chinese meal. Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. Uh, and we have, agree- as agreed, just watched uh, the Fright Night remake. Um, Unfortunately, we aren't joined this evening by our friend Chris Jones, um, oh. as he has woken up today extremely unwell. Um, so Self-inflicted or un- no, 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 he's uh, caught a cold or something. So uh, yeah, as soon as it was one of those ones where as soon as I answered the phone, he was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, he's definitely come down with something." So, and that's uh, quite good because if anyone's listening to this episode first, I can go back and see what a startling impression that was, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him just full of snot. Yeah. And that's exactly what he stands like. Um, so we hope you are better now, Chris. Uh, I certainly hope so, because we're recording this about three months before it goes up. Um, yeah, if you're not better now, seek mm-hmm. medical attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we kick off with that, we've got a few things, obviously, to get through. Um, Chris, have you been doing any more homework? Uh, I went back to watch a couple of... Uh, Love, Death and Robots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't seen the one with the three walking through the city properly. Ah. I'd seen the start of it and then somehow got interrupted. Um, so, yeah, so I watched all that. So it was, it was funny. That was a that brilliant was one, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and also the farm one, I hadn't got to the end of that. Yeah. Same reason. Um, yeah, trouble is, so I watched these during the day while I'm meant to be working. And I'm still working. But, so I sort of, you know, watch it and... Yeah, don't always pick up fully. But yeah, so so that was good. Um, and then I also did the same with Maniac. I don't know if either of you have seen that. No, I know you mentioned this, before. This is yeah. the TV series Maniac with... Um, Funnily enough, the, um, f- who's Fogel? Ed in this. Oh, Christopher yes. Mintz. Oh, Lace. It's... Isn't it Moonis or something like that? Mm. Uh, hang on. Uh, mince. Yeah, it does look like Mince Place. Mince which Place. Is an interesting I'm sure we should Christmas pronounce that place. <laughs> differently. <laughs> was, that's why I was hesitating a bit. But yeah, yeah no, so, now. so him and the first time I saw the other actor who I don't Jonah know. Jonah Hill? Name. Yes, Jonah Hill. Yes. In Superbad. Yes, yeah. that's it. What a fantastic film that, that was is. good. Yeah, so he's in a so totally different role for him. You know, very... Yeah, he, I thought we did really well with it. I don't know. I think McLovin's like McLo- oh, in uh, McLovin and Ed are very similar. Yeah, no, yeah. So they're quite similar. So, but yeah. Jonah Hill from Superbad. No, oh no, yeah, that's the guy. A, yeah. In, um, yeah, in Maniac. Yeah, I, I thought we did great with it. Um, so, so yeah, is it, what was it? I, I looked up afterwards, and someone said it's a bit like an urban ayahuasca ritual. So it's like a really strange series mm-hmm. yeah just trying to make sense of it all the way through um I, yeah i don't know I'd, I'd say watch it it's fascinating okay see i've been really really intrigued by it but every time you say maniac i think you mean the the film. The, 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 the remake of the slasher film mm. like the the yeah with oh the hobbit yes uh, with elijah wood yes uh not the original with 
Joe Spinell, but that is the only one of them I've seen. Yes. And I really like it because it's fucking brilliant. It is. And, and just, mental. Yeah. That's that's a slasher film where it's like, is this a snuff move? Mm. No. No, his head's just come off <laughs> and it's rotating. <laughs> mm. If it weren't for the fact it's Tom Savini, yeah, I would possibly be tempted to believe that it could well be uh, real because, yeah, it is just... A crazy movie. But, yeah. So, what role does Elijah Wood play? Uh, in in the remake, he is the maniac. He is the killer. Oh, right. Basically, it's just a it's it, it's a very sort of Bob basic following a serial killer going around murdering people. Mm. But the remake is all done like Peep Show. It's all done uh, from his. It's, yeah. it's all POV. So yeah, you only okay. see Elijah Wood in mirrors ah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, the soundtrack is spectacularly good for the remake. The, the original's good, but yeah, mm. the, the uh, really electronic Aphex Twin sounding. Mm. Unfortunately, it's done by a guy who goes by the name of Rob. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That's really helpful when looking you up <laughs> online. <laughs> Imagine the phone book, only fucking universes of it, <laughs> and then find Rob. Yeah, that's slightly... Sorry, I've just spotted your T-shirt. Oh, what, Monkey Bastard Hands? Yes. <laughs> monkey Bastard Hands. What is Monkey Bastard Hands? Uh, that's a reference to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, oh. when uh, they do like a Planet of the Apes spoof. And at one point, Matt Berry is still a surgeon, but he's a monkey surgeon at this point, and he can't perform the operation due to his Monkey <laughs> Bastard Hands. <laughs> yeah. Which did lead, like, does lead me to... I did see... I watched the first episode of... Um, uh, what we do in the shadows, the sitcom. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I really like that. I thought it was fucking great, and it does feel like the. It does feel very similar to the film. Yes. In terms of humour and everything, and also Matt Berry's great, and so's uh, Kyron Novak, and just yeah, yeah. Everyone involved is really good, but um, and apparently it is coming on the beep soon. Oh, excellent! So, like, uh, oddly enough, I think they've. It's one of those ones they've bought it. And then they're going to shove it out about half ten on a Sunday. Ugh. Thanks, guys. Idiot. Thanks for your it's, support. It's a great show. Yeah, I'm on, mm. uh, I think I'm three episodes in now. Yeah. Yeah, and it does carry on in the same vein. It is really, really good. So, have you, if you've not seen... No. No. That, that's one we should do. I think maybe, you know, near, maybe Halloween or something like that. Cover the movie. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I think we should cover the movie because it's just... It is just funny. It's I have just... gone back and rewatched it now. The series is on, yeah, and yeah. I had forgotten just how good it is. So yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. Because mm. it's also that thing of, oh yeah, but it's not going to be the original cast from the film. Oh, that's a shame. Who's re who's essentially replacing Jermaine from Flight of the Concords? Matt Berry. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> yes, please, please go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, so it is. It is strange that they've got all these very British sitcom actors and got them to go over to America and record this show but it, it, yeah. it works so well I mean the original's what New Zealand isn't it yeah. and so yeah I think also that it's maybe it's just an indicator that uh, Americans get foreign humour well yeah you know they've got that's who they've, they've brought in they're the right people to do it apparently for them so yeah yeah no I think it's a good choice so yeah that's how I've really enjoyed it so far so um, anything else, Chris? Other than love? Well, and yeah, and still going Thrones. Oh, yeah, of course. So, that, yeah. so that's our, our night viewing. So we get one of those a night, and the others I'll just try and get in wherever I can. <laughs> well, to put this put this in context for people listening, and obviously I won't 
do any spoilers for you, Chris. Me and Lee are currently up to date, mm. which is the third the third episode of the last season that's yes. just been on, and y- yeah, it, it it was very very squinty. I know yes. a lot of people have said this online, apparently, but yeah, there's a lot going on, and it kind of it's almost a bit like you know that sort of period in the mid mid two thousands is where everything that was filmed on digital meant well if we do really like just close ups of rain and rails and things like and bits of metal, that's a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of had that sort of feel to it where it's a lot of you just went, Ooh, what's going on? Yeah. Mm. To the point where I think they did kind of have to do a round up at the end almost like Dad's army you've been watching. Yes. Because it was I, like I, I can't tell you what. <laughs> I'm glad they did that though, yeah, because mm. there were a lot of people that I was like, did they make it through that episode? Yeah. So that's quite funny. Tell. What did they do? How did they? Basically, without giving too much away, you get to uh, 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 an enormous battle. Mm. Um, certainly the biggest that Game of Thrones has put okay. on. Um, but it was at night. And then there was a blizzard. <laughs> effectively. And effectively. So it was like, yeah, trying to sort of see through that along with fog, things on fire, so there's a lot of smoke. Mm. And just, yeah, it got a bit sort of like, what's he doing now? I think there was about three times I wrote the same actor off because I could see so little. I was like, he's definitely dead. And then five minutes later, it's like, he's fighting in the hallway, he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think weirdly enough, apparently there's a thing going around online where loads of people have like loads of people said about it, but also lots of people just said, "I haven't had to do this for like nearly 15 years, but I found the menu screen on my television <laughs> and turned the <laughs> brightness up." But apparently, if you turn the brightness up, they said what they saw was really good. It wasn't obscuring half-arsedness yeah. or anything else like that, which kind of, in a way, makes it more annoying. Yes, because it's like. Oh, so you've really gone to town with this and then you've just sort of blurred it. And the thing is, I did want to read it because I did see on the Yahoo homepage in the week um, a thing that said why Game of Thrones' latest episode was so dark, but I hadn't seen it at the time. Mm. So I didn't want to look at the thing and have any of it spoiled. So I don't know why they did it, but apparently it was a big enough thing that Yahoo reported it on their homepage as... This is the reason why they did that. Yeah. Also, um, I wonder though, is, is it almost like a real eternal bit of clickbait where it was like, why the latest episode mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones was so dark and everyone's thinking, wow, what must have happened? They've burnt children alive, they've mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> raised the dead, you know, what, what can be so dark? You say that, but they've done all of those yeah. things in stark daylight. Exactly, you know, so it was like, how, sort of, how dark can it be? And then it turns out, oh, you weren't being figurative. <laughs> right, okay, you just literally meant dark. Okay, no, okay. So I have to try and remember all this now for when I reach season eight. Yeah, oh, you'll remember, yeah. you'll remember. Oh, yeah, it sticks in the bloody mind, I tell you. <laughs> but much more so than any character names. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, let's face it, it's the last season, I'm still calling him Captain Friendzone. <laughs> so, are you talking about Sir Davos? No, because that's not Sir Davos. Sir Davos is the is the bloke with the wooden hands. Um, Captain Friendzone is Jor is Jura Mormon, ah. who's the one who spends his whole time saying Khaleesi yes. and trying to yeah. get off. I thought Khaleesi. that was Sir Davos. No, Sir Davos is the uh, the ex marine like the uh, oh. ex pirate guy. 
Oh. It was also sort of like bald, a bit sort of white beardy and older. Oh God, see now I'm getting bleeding. Exactly, that's what I mean. Although he has got the crappiest surname in Game of Thrones, which is Seaworth, and it's like he's a fucking sailor. <laughs> Grow up, George. <laughs> you come up with all these other names. So where, did you, where did you drop the bald hair, mate? Um, just to mention it very quickly. Uh, it's entirely off horror, but it's related to Game of Thrones. Talking, you know, when you were saying about um just now about Jonah Hill's being mm. able to do such a massive change of characters um, I have recently started watching the second season of Upstart Crow oh the uh, David Mitchell yeah. uh, Shakespeare thing yeah um, and it's got the so the the girl in it is in is also in Game of Thrones she plays the here we go uh, the Greyjoy Oh yes, she's in loads oh, of stuff, isn't she? Yeah. She was in Prevenge and everything. Yes, yeah. she was. Yeah. yeah, and she like her range. I say when you watch her Fuck in Upstart yeah. Crow and then see her in Game of Thrones, mm. it is so massively different. Well, she like, is amazing. Well, like I said, I mean, she was in she was in that thing, the Moor side, which was about um, oh uh, the Shannon Matthews case. Mm. She plays Shannon Matthews' mum, and I'm sort of saying to Claire, "Oh no, that's her from this." And, that's, and it's, but yeah, no, she is really really like chameleonic she's just yeah. really good fantastic yeah you just watch two shows in a week with her in Gemma Whalen that's just, her name yeah. yes and um, yeah she's no she's incredible sorry that was my stomach I think the thing might even have called that <laughs> sorry I thought it was a door <laughs> <laughs> sorry to the microphone if you pick that up um, yeah strange um Yara Greyjoy, that's it. That's sorry. it, yes, yes. Fucking hell, I don't you're, know. You're good Why am I remembering all their yeah. names? Like I've, spent, I've literally spent, what, eight series just going, who is he again? But is that because <laughs> you keep giving them your own names? So you're mixing yeah, yourself up. It don't you. help. It don't help, admittedly, yeah. I mean, it, it especially doesn't help when, like, Claire's going to me, oh, they're related. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair play to them. You know. I did that this I was like, oh, just before season eight, I'm just going to watch one of the YouTube recaps so I remember mm. what's going on. They're all like an hour long at this point. Yeah. So just the recap isn't. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I found one that just did the last two or three episodes. Yeah. Give you the five minutes. Yeah, you don't, this is where she is. This is who she's with. This is why she's there. This is what he's up to. And I was like, yeah. Oh. yeah, you don't want it sort of like, just to recap. So anyway, we start off with a guy called Ned Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, spin on. <laughs> I was hoping to see him in the last episode, but uh, I won't give him any more... Um, Mm. No, I was thinking that, but yeah. Um, so, Adam, what have you been watching? Um, I've watched. Um, I watched Children of the Corn. Oh, the original. Yeah, which I haven't seen before. Essentially, oh, really? yeah. Um, that was really good. I would like to actually. I think we could cover that one because it's just an interesting hmm. one. Very odd, and obviously, um, the two sort of two people from that were in uh hell's kitty was it the one we saw at south end yes yeah yeah um and so that explains their bit a lot better because obviously a lot of it's referencing between other horror films and stuff like yeah. that and you've got so many cameos in there so their cameos sort of make a bit more sense but no i thought that was uh i, I just enjoyed it it was yeah uh, like a lot of stephen king it was like 
Right, well, this is a this this is this is a meant wow and a half. But there we go. <laughs> Apparently, Stephen King doesn't like it, which is possibly one of the indicators that it's good. So, um, just because, yeah, that seems to be a thing with him that he just really doesn't rate. I think the only one that's a, that, that's a really cracking one that he rates is Carrie. Oh, and the mist. But then apparently okay. the mist has a different ending in the book, and Stephen King basically put out a thing saying, "No, the film ending's better." Oh, as far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the mist now. That was the thing about the mist that I took away more than anything. I really enjoyed it, but that end is one of the bleakest, yeah. most horrible ends to a film I've nah, ever fucking, experienced. That's something we should watch as well. But definitely, you and know, I've. I've, I've uh, I've got it, and it comes in two versions. It comes in colour and in yes. black and white, and I've only seen it in colour, so I want mm. to rewatch it. In yeah, black the black and white, and white would be, re- especially because it probably just make it feel like something like it would make it just feel like the haunting or something from yeah. that era, sort of like fifties, sixties. Yeah, because I don't think there's anything spectacularly of today in it. In a way, you know, it's sort of like I don't. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's anything. It's not like it relies on people having mobile phones or it relies on you know we googled that or whatever it's sort of yeah it just essentially as long as it's in an era where people have shops cars and the army it could take place in yeah 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 Yeah, definitely see i wonder then also because i know a lot of stephen king stuff's retro a lot of it's sort of a lot of his stuff is 50s set mm. and then obviously a lot of stuff that's the 50s set stuff now gets updated to the 80s because it's roughly how long ago it was yeah, at the, to- at the yeah, time. Yeah. So um, I wonder again with the mist, maybe even if the book is old, like set of older point. Yeah, because it'd even sort of because it'd even feel like something like them, you know, like those sort of giant ant movies, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. That was uh, and Linda Hamilton's in it as well. Okay, and, cool. Uh, yeah, that that was that was good. I mean, again, it's a Stephen King thing. So at the end, by the end of it, you're just going, and he did what? <laughs> and then what happened? And the well, I didn't think about it at the time, but now I look back on it. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I like that. Um, I'm going to update Chris on my attitudes towards Bing. My attitude remains the same. My problem is with Bing, is that I think that Bing is all about um, victimhood. In so much as whatever happens, no matter how badly Bing fucks up, he is the victim. <laughs> it's always like I made someone cry, and that upset me. So then I had to have that changed and made me feel better. Fuck you, Bing, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> what have Bing done? Have I missed... Uh, no, mm. Bing's just Bing... He, he does something bad every episode. <gasps> Sorry, and... yeah. I thought you were talking about the search engine. No, no, uh, I'm talking yeah. about the, the, sh- the shit-brained rabbit. It's worse than the search engine. Yeah, he's, but, just, he's just a shit-brained rabbit. And he, yeah, so, he constantly fucks up. He's, he's like a two-year-old. Yeah, I, two, I know, but, three, but it's let, not, let's revisit this when Ted's two. Yeah, but, yeah, but also, yeah, but then the way I look at it is, if Ted's behaving quite like Bing, I'm taking him to a psychiatrist because <laughs> there's really. But that is our two-year-old tag. No, but it's really indicative of serial murder. Yeah, at one point, that is he, most two-year-olds. He's got yeah. a thing. No, well, at least still grown out of it. There was a, there was an episode. <laughs> Where he had a thing called a bye-bye box, where he puts things yeah, that he's yeah, broken. Yeah, to be able to handle... Yeah, no, yeah. that's yeah, that, weird. That's, that is I, don't normal... him, I don't want him at 48 putting his wife in a bye-bye box we were told box to do that by. Her. We've been told to do that by is professionals. It, is that a thing? It's just sort of like a bye-bye box. I mean, it, that is a sinister you, name for it. It's you, another name for the bin. Yeah. <laughs> it's what... 
put it in the buy-buy box and then it'll go away yeah. on Tuesday. But buy-buy boxes. Come. I think that's the main thing as well, is just at the end that whatever's happened, it's always a bing thing. Skateboarding. Yeah. It's a bing thing. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but most of the things are definitely not bing things. No, that's true. They're he's, he's, not, he's not found his... Uh, his, his, his great No. Although, and also, just to let people know that there is a worrying report of the uh, Peebles... <laughs> The Tweed Peebles Python. <laughs> uh, basically, Claire's mate who lives in Scotland in the wonderfully named Tweed Peebles. Mm. Um, uh, she was out at a lake and thought, that's a big tail on that fish. Mm. Hang on, that's a really big salmon. No, turns out someone's 20-foot python escaped. Mm. Oh. So, yeah, it's like, okay, kids, we're not going paddling today. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm now referring to that as the Tweed Peebles Python just because... It sounds like something of the fourteen times. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, oh, and uh, me and Claire have watched Theatre of Blood. Excellent. What yeah. did you think? She really enjoyed that. The one thing she said was she obviously because she said it was very vibes ish in terms of its Vincent Price bumping people back from the dead, bumping people off um, in a, in a series of linked ways. Yeah. Uh, the thing that she thought was is it was a lot gorier than fives which is very true yeah it, it is just a bit more realistic but also more for her and this is back to game of thrones she was just absolutely knocked out by uh a young diana rig oh yes you know because obviously she is i don't know if you've got to a, i don't i can't even remember mm. her bloody name but she's the the granny of someone who marries yes joffrey martell oh. something uh, like, is it she uh, martell uh, or I'm making that up. I don't know. It's but yeah, she's or Oberon or so, no, I think it's Martel. The House Martel. I think it is House Martel. Okay. Yeah. And she's the granny who is I mean she's fucking brilliant in it. She's one of the best characters in Game of Thrones just cuz she she's one of the few people who faces down a lot of the arseholes. Yeah, yes. okay. She yeah, does. So, so I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. So she's just um been arguing because her daughter her son and daughter is it they've been thrown in jail by the by the high sparrow sparrow yes, yes that's, that's it. yeah that's yeah that's mm. her yeah okay yeah yeah she was great yeah so but wait so she was in theater of blood yeah she's in yeah. theater of blood but theater of blood's from like 97 but she was yeah okay tyrell Ty 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 tyrell yeah. sorry yeah um but um yeah she's um I mean, she was like she's been brilliant in stuff for years, and she was like she's in the Avengers. In the worst witch, basically. Yes. And what, she is, yeah, she is hot. Yeah, what yeah, we've she's in proved the worst witch this episode yeah. is don't listen to this for any insights on Game of Thrones. No, yeah, no, you will we, find nothing. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, particularly <laughs> but, for you. I mean, the rest <laughs> of them screw them. But for you, you know, you're on the journey. <laughs> no, mate. come away having no idea who we're talking about or what happened. And, and that's basically seems to be how it ends. I think his name's Barry Barry Martell. I think was his name. He had wood nans, <laughs> and he got killed at the Battle of Blackwaterfish or something. I don't know. Yeah, and there sorry. was green slime, and it blew up. There's a little fella. Don't know his name. Anyway, we fucking suck at this. I don't mind. <laughs> um, Packy sappy. <laughs> anything else, Adam? Or uh... no, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so I have not watched much, but last night I did manage, after Jennifer went off to bed, to watch uh, Best Worst Movie which I've been wanting to watch for ages, which is the documentary about Troll 2. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's good fun. It's it's an interesting insight into 
So Chris looks totally confused. Well, so is there a documentary about Troll 1? And what is Troll 1 and what is Troll 2? No, there isn't. So Troll, the original Troll was an 80s movie okay. that was fairly well received. It was a bit, it was a lower budget film. It was, it was all right. It's like it's passable. Did it actually have a troll in it? It had lots of trolls in it. Okay. Unlike the second movie. So the second movie was written by uh, a woman whose husband was a an aspiring film director. Mm-hmm. So then they made the film that she wrote, which is called Goblin. And then it isn't mentioned in the documentary, I don't believe, but if I remember correctly, in order to try and get a distributor to pick it up, they changed the name to Troll 2 to try and sell it off the back of Troll, which they had nothing whatsoever to do with, and it got picked up and sold as Troll 2. So it's got nothing to do with the original film. I see. And it's awful. But it's Does so... Does it have a goblin in it? It's, it's got lots of goblins in it. But they all look completely different because they're terribly made. And it's, it's just... It's astonishing. It's a wonderful Are they not film. really well made, but they've looked at it as... Well... People don't look all the same, do they? <laughs> or are they just poorly made? They are terribly poorly made. Right, it's okay. fantastic. And the acting in it is... Have you not seen it either, Adam? No. Is, it, is Stephen Dolph in it? No. Or is he in Troll 1? No, he's in The Gate. The Gate, that's it. I'm sorry, I'm getting l- like little monsters confused <laughs> now. Um, yeah, so basically the, the documentary is the kid who is in it. So basically the story is they move to a village, in uh, to a town in the middle of nowhere, and it's a family... The grandfather's died, so it's the mother and father, son and daughter. The son, the ghost of the grandfather keeps coming back and talking to the son. They move away to this tiny village and it turns out that everyone who lives in the village is actually a goblin Mm. and are trying to get them to eat this food which will then put them to sleep so the goblins can eat them. And the ghost of the grandfather is telling the kid so he's trying to stop the family from doing it. Oh, they don't move there, sorry, it's a temporary house swap vacation um yeah so basically that is the outline of the story so is there a troll three goblin in the city <laughs> where the goblin family moves to the city and just have fun no so so the, the acting in it is so bad and the so the documentary follows but ultimately they make the film everyone just forgets it's ever happened and then a year later it comes out they all watch it they're terribly embarrassed and get on with their lives the main actor in it is a dentist and he literally just took two weeks off work, shot this film for a bit of a laugh, yeah. and forgot about it. And yeah, and then basically had people contacting him when it blew up as a cult thing. And so he started, <coughs> he, he went to a convention or, or a screening of it, had 300 odd people chanting his name and going nuts and wanting their photographs taken with him. And so now that's what he does. So he's a dentist during the week, and then at weekends. He goes to these screenings where people just adore how terrible he is as an actor, um, and how terrible the film is. But the, but the thing that stands out for me, all the acting is terrible. But there's one character in it who overacts so enormously that it makes the film for me. And she is not even in- mentioned in the documentary, so I don't know whether she refused mm. to be part of it. But credence is never, never even mentioned. Right. Okay. Um, but nevertheless, it was still a good documentary. So, so it's the best worst movie documentary. It's fantastic. Mm. So yeah, go and check that out. And that's sure. it. Um, we have a hashtag ask welcome to horror question. Adam is looking confused, probably, <laughs> uh, which we received from Bobby. Mm. Um, 
I do owe him an apology because he'd asked it, the question was clearly rolling around in my head, so when they asked for questions on their show, I sent him one and effectively <laughs> sent him the same question, but slightly <laughs> reworded. So I do apologise for short-shifting you there, Bobby. It's, uh, it wasn't intended. Um, so basically the question is, what do you feel are the most divisive horror movies? And he said we weren't allowed to mention Kill List, because obviously we know that... Uh, Adam, you love it, and I hate it. Divisive, what? So divisive between us? Yes. What, would we all want to kill each other over? Yeah. God, that rain out. If you can hear the rain outside, that's not a sound effect. It's real rain. It's real rain bounded off the window. See, that's classier than Gilmero del Toro, who has to have a window that rains in his library in his house, doesn't he? <laughs> has a little water feature in the window. Yes, yeah. I do think that's cool. That is. Um, so... Adam, can you think of anything? I, I can think of a few. Street Trash, I remember we sat down to watch once and you all really enjoyed it and I got my laptop out after about 15 minutes. Uh, street, I mean, street. if it's movies in general, I can think of, yeah. Street Trash, which... Because, uh, again, this is a thing. Me and Dean, a friend, that's a friend of the show, and former guest Dean, who appeared on uh, Critters and... Funny Man and... Yeah. Was that it? I, I think, think that was it, yeah. No, oh, no, uh, Night of the Demon as well. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Me and him share a, a taste in movies that is shared by very few other people. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Street Trash was one. The other one I can think of that I remember... Um, funnily enough, because I was listening to the soundtrack on the way here, <laughs> was The Forbidden Zone. Which I really, really thought you were going to love, and you didn't. And I no, um, because the Forbidden Zone is because it's you know it's got elements of Rocky Horror, Danny Elfman's uh, like on go, boy, go do the soundtrack. There's a yeah. lot in there that I kind of expect you like. Plus, it's daft as fuck. Yes. So what um, was it? Why? Why did it not? I don't know. I don't know what his problem is with it. I think it's mine. Come on, come on. <laughs> don't know what his problem. What his problem? Tell us. Absolutely, genuinely, cannot remember. I know we watched it, and I remember you getting to the end and you saying to me, "I'm really sorry. I thought you were going to enjoy yeah, that." Yeah, I and you really were did. That, that, bored, that, stupid, and that, I was. That was the thing is, I just I remember sort of like I think it was just a case of, yeah, I I, I really. I don't know. I just thought both you and Jennifer. I thought, no, nah, they'll dig this, and then it was like, well, oh, that was a misstep. <laughs> and I hate it when it, it, when we had Donnie yeah. in was exactly the same. Like I know he likes bad movies, which is why I convinced him to watch Die You Zombie Bastard. But and he, he was so it. he was like, why did you do that? It's horrible. What did mm. you What did you he, find to like in that film? <laughs> but it's a, like, it is a great film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I think it's quite nice for you, no offence, but for you to be in that position, because it happens to me so fucking much. Oh, really? I mean, obviously, <laughs> the trouble is as well, is that for a time, Dean was sharing a flat with Ewan, yeah. um, like lead singer of Pit Ponies, hmm. and um, Ewan, as I discovered, doesn't really watch that many films. So, going from watching not that many films to watching films with me and Dean... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite a jump. quite a fucking yeah. task, I yeah. think. Especially because we watched R with him, the one Steve Oram's film where it's just everyone's a monkey. Yeah. And only mm. acts as a monkey. Mm. Um, so, that sounds great, but yeah, maybe... I think for an hour, 40 minutes, it's one, of, it's one of those things where I think it would be a memorable sketch. Again, I really liked it because I actually thought it was quite... In the end, I actually found it quite moving. Mm. Um, but then, 
Yeah, but then there's plenty of blockbusters that move only my bells. <laughs> so it's yeah. But that's the. I mean, I can I can think of a, I can't really think of a lot of stuff. Not with horror. So no. so, so we can go a bit nuclear, literally and figuratively, and and mention threads. I don't know if yeah. that counts because you've not no, seen no. that. See, and this is the problem I think mm. with this section, the, with this question. Sorry, for me is that I am a prick like that, and I'm willing to put my hand up and admit I am. I am one of those people. If somebody says, "Oh, watch this," and I watch the trailer and I don't really fancy it, I won't just watch it to keep them happy. I'll just no, go, no, no, I'm not watching it, mm. and I won't. And I, I'll, I've, <clears throat> I have got to the point where it's like I'm forty fucking one. I don't I, have to do something. I, no, <laughs> no, not even that. I'm just thinking I've got a finite amount of time on this earth. And I think that's the, th- the same thing with me. So you don't want to watch an, a, a TV series. Hmm. You know, like if it's going to be like you can watch the first episode or something, hmm. and it's like half an hour, forty minutes, or something like that. I don't think that fi- that doesn't feel quite as much as a commitment. Yeah. Even though if you like it, you're probably watching eight, yeah. ten it hours of telly or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, in a weird way, when it's mm. like. Yeah, but fuck off, it's two hours. Yeah. I'm watching two hours of fucking, you know, just whatever. And I am more like that now, so I'm I'm more likely to turn a film... When I was younger, if I put a film on and I didn't really like it, nine times out of ten, I'd go, well, I've started mm. this. Yeah, whereas now, put a film on literally last weekend, put it on, got 20 minutes in, and went, this isn't working for me, stopped it and changed to something else. Because, like you say, I just, I've got so much on... That I want to see, yeah. That I I don't want to waste time on stuff that I don't. So that's why I think I probably don't have as many films that I disagree with you on. Because if you go, oh, you've got to watch this film. It's really interesting. It's about cats that learn to go to space. And and I don't fancy it. I'll just go. Fuck off. That's good. (laughs) That is a good (laughs) fucking idea for a film. Here's Ant Farm Dickhole. Go and watch it. Oh, in fairness, thank you for doing the research on that. I'm glad I didn't have to. So, uh, we mentioned Ant Farm Dickhole on a previous episode. <laughs> um, I went and found it. It's actually free to watch on Vimeo. <laughs> That's your sign of quality. Yeah. Always. Um, so, I basically flicked through to see what it was like. Uh, and it's like a guy has convinced some ropey girls that he knows that if they get their boobs out for long periods of time, he They'll can find a story around Lee, it. you've missed the subtlety <laughs> by skipping through. Yeah. You, mean, you, you missed mean the you soul missed of the... You mean you missed all that stuff, the allegories for the... Um, for the Holocaust of like the Native American Indians, it, the it was a little bit Darren Aronofsky. I'm going to admit, but I didn't. That seems to that seems to be a key person, actually, because yeah. I know that I know there's stuff yes, that you that really is a good, yeah. see. I like a lot. Of, I, I like what I've seen of Darren Aronofsky and Recommend for a Dream. I still count as a fucking amazing film. I just am never going to watch it again hmm. on the basis of, well, again, I've seen it, so that's good, but also, I don't want to go through it again. Yes, I have a similar thing with the Elephant Man, to be honest. Mm. But um, no, again, I've never seen that. The, the Elephant Man's great, but again, it's just one of those ones where it's like, oh, by the end of it, yeah, I just feel a bit like shit. Yeah, yeah see, I'm the I'm the same. That's why I've never said. Oh, actually, just very quickly, sorry, I do need to put out an apology to a listener. Just one. Just just the one. Well, to anybody. Just one this week. To anybody who's listened to our witch episode, but mainly to Manny, um, who. Uh, is a friend of mine who's just decided he was going to start listening to the show. He watched The Witch and really liked it, so he started with that episode. Yeah. Um, and as I've mentioned before, I don't, I don't. Although I used to do the editing, I don't listen back to the episodes. So I've started recently, and he said, 
I've just listened to your witch episode. So I was like, okay, I'll go and listen to it. I made it five minutes in and had to turn it off. Um, I can't believe we uploaded it. We were so low energy coming out of that film yeah. because <laughs> literally, if you need to go to sleep, put that episode on. Because although we were really enthused and excited by the film, it's just like, oh, we've just, uh, yeah, we've all just, we watched The Witch. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure, I'm sure I remember that by the end of the episode it had picked up. I'm sure it got better. It, 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 was, it, it was a slow burn. And it, it does. You had to it get to the end to appreciate like the, it. it. Much, much like, like the witch. witch. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's how we work. Yes, that's how things. meta we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so apologies to listeners. Um, yeah, for... Uh, well, don't do it again, Lee. I won't do it again, I promise. Yeah. I say next time I will, if, if it comes out like that, I'll just go, we need to re-record just, just the opening. Just pump some laughing gas in the doorway <laughs> as we walk through no, and I solve all the problems. Just, just a few breaths in and out. Yeah. You know, have a run around the garden twice and then in. Hi, we're talking about the witch today. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> Everybody um, dies. <laughs> but yeah, so Aronofsky, so the question that I sent back to Bobby, which is very similar, because he mentioned that he used to, he's changed his mind now, but he used to seriously dislike Blade Runner because he found it really boring, mm. despite the fact it's a classic. So the question I sent back was, what movies are cla- are considered classics mm. that you yeah. personally think are massively overrated? Um, and then I realised it was effectively saying... I don't think I don't think that is, because that was more about personalities within this. Because, I mean, not yeah. very funny, there's plenty of movies that are divisive. It's like, you know, um, most torture porn. Yes, that's divisive in so much as it's sort of like you either it's either people really love it or it's like oh for fuck's sake more of this. Yeah, and that is me all and over. Me. And it's, it's like yeah. it's it's the same film, you dicks. Do something yeah. new, like build some tension, write some scenes. Like you, oh, it's just so lazy, and I just don't like it. I don't see the point. I don't see what anybody gets out of it. I think it's just the modern. It's much in the same way as like. Um, to use a vaguely another divisive film even though we do you know we can agree that Donald Pleasance is God um, <laughs> but like with Deathline in America it's called mm. Raw Meat mm. and actually the back blurb of my video of it just listed the kills it was oh, really? like fucking um, League of Gentlemen yeah, you know, yeah. how many killings lords <laughs> how would Richard I I I go up against their species <laughs> and it's yeah and but seriously the back of it was all like oh someone gets stabbed with half a broom and you know someone gets their uh, someone eats a rat and you're like i can see who you're really trying to sell this to aren't <laughs> yeah. you it's just the fucking like gore lovers and i think that's all torture porn did is it sort of like it was the next thing for gore lovers yeah so but yeah but a, a lot of it's much like a lot of stuff where it was sold on the gores not particularly interesting See, and that's the thing. I love gore if it's done well. So, like Tokyo Gore Police uh, and well, anything uh, Tom Savini's anything any, yeah. Tom involved. Yeah, that's what I like gore if it's really over the top. But it's so over the top, it's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. Monty if, Python. But if, yeah, precisely. But if you rein it in, yeah, yeah then it, it just yeah. I think it ends up back to that thing like you guys were saying on the Friday the Thirteenth episode, where it's sort of like. Where slasher borders into sitting there watching a snuff film, mm. and mm. I think torture porn has a similar thing where it's like, essentially, if you do something really well and realistically and documentary style, mm. it then becomes a weird thing because it's like, 
also you, you you know if someone said oh do you want to come around i've got a video of three people getting their heads cut off and another bloke having his kneecap shattered what real yeah no i don't <laughs> and i'm calling the police yeah <laughs> bust <laughs> but, but so you know when it's something done i think do you know what i mean it's po-facedness yeah yeah is. which is actually quite fucking irritating you know because it's like it's like when metal takes itself too seriously yes you know, I think it's sort of you've got to if you don't get or you don't have a band where you feel they get the essential absurdity yeah. of what they're doing, it gets a bit uh, you know, it's a it's a bit tedious when someone believes their own yeah. hype. And yeah. I think that's what Torture Porn does to a lot to a greater or lesser extent. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, this is the most grueling fucking thing you're ever gonna see. Oh right, okay. Well I'll have some cheese on toast and I'm gonna watch a repeat of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it's it's it, 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 it I think it does lend itself to people who want to I don't know, maybe bragging rights is it to have yeah. Oh yeah, I've watched yeah, yeah. Oh, I watched a Serbian film. I've seen the most extreme yeah. it is. It's it was always like that at school. It'd always be like what eighteen films have you seen from the video shop? Yeah, and it's always like, oh well, I saw this one. Yeah, well, I saw not because you really loved the film. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just to outdo. Yeah. yeah, well, mate, I might be wrong. Um, if you are uh, that type of a film lover, let us know. Yeah, um, yeah, don't call us names or anything. We'd just like to know what it is about them that particularly works for you. Um, so thank you very much for that question, Bobby. Um, yeah. We did sort of fade in and out of answering it, but it's it's a great question. Yeah. Um, also, another quick hello we've got out there. So, uh, listener David, uh, we've mentioned him twice, which was what originally was the reason that he messaged me. Um, but he messaged to say that he's been working his way through not only the back catalogue of episodes, but watching the films to correspond. Mm, excellent work. So he has now watched uh, Dr. Fibes, Bride of Frankenstein... Evil Dead, Bubba Hotep, which is excellent because that's one that we mentioned but didn't watch. Uh, yeah, which is, and it's such a good film. Which we should rectify at some point. We do need to fix that. Um, and Cabin in the Woods, which he was absolutely blown away with. So okay, um, yeah, well that's yeah. understandable. So that is general consensus. Mm. Is, uh, yeah, I've yet to meet anybody who thought Cabin in the Woods was meh. So that's also, fantastic. Also, I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to a podcast and I keep um, I keep forgetting the name of it. Which is really bad because I've mentioned. Is that why you're looking it up on your phone? I'm double checking (laughs) because I keep forgetting to give them their proper due and everything else like that. And it is they are like um, they're people I've listened to a lot, but Scary Thoughts podcast. Okay. Um, But they did uh, Cabin in the Woods um, quite quite some time ago actually, but they did for a time afterwards. It was really cool that, that they would. They had like it was almost like it was like a, not a get out clause, but it would be explained. You know, if there was like plot holes in other films that they watched, yeah. and they just go, "Well, it's Cabin in the Woods, isn't it?" You know, it's just <laughs> someone somewhere is backstage orchestrating this, or someone's someone's giving them stupid drugs. You know, that sort of thing. And it just yeah, it really tickled me when they did it, and I just think it's a, it is a, that's the one thing that it does sort of arm you with yeah. as a film is it's like sort of like oh yeah any plot holes you've got in other films you can just say that you know they're 
there someone backstage is like pulling the strings pulling the in. strings to make this make this stupid thing work or you know so. I'm pretty sure that happened to me when we watched the original Fright Night and they split up and it's like yeah why, yeah why? yeah <laughs> so that's a good segue into yeah. the this the main event uh, is there anything else that we want to cover I don't think we so. have got a new segment but I think we should do that at the end of the show. Does okay, that yeah. Like an idea? Yeah. So we will just tease you with the fact that there will be a new segment coming shortly. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I can't I wait can to see I can smell the longer. excitement. That's another segue. <laughs> That's no excitement. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sat here for a long time. <laughs> You look very pleased with yourself. Well, yeah. Well, this is, this is the thing. I'm adopting. I'm, I'm adopting my child's yeah. attitude towards yeah. things. It's like I just sit there. I'm just going to do whatever. That's a funny you, and smile. You can all do yeah. And then and then suddenly it's like you seem a lot brighter. <laughs> ah, you stink of shit. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah. So uh, following the original. Yeah. Chris, what did you? like about or what or dislike or so th- this is really definitely getting to i would say the heart of where i am with horror films so i really enjoyed the original mm-hmm. but this one just the aesthetic the i don't know if it's sound effects like just everything feels a bit more realistic to me when mm-hmm. watching something of this style and this era like the the dialogue the interactions just all of it seems a bit more natural and i don't even i'm not even sure that i would have thought that if i hadn't compared the two yeah it's hard to know how to thought of it so so i thought this was excellent this is exactly what i would have imagined from a vampire film of that that uh, you know if you told me the premise of the the story I'd say yeah, yeah. okay and I expect this to unfold this to sort be. of way yeah. yeah and the other one although it was really good <laughs> like I say very entertaining um, but yeah it, it's interesting to see the difference so uh, it I might have been thrown slightly in that I really did not expect some of the actors that were in this and yeah. that did uh, like somehow that did. I think draw me in a bit because then I was fascinated to see how they were going to act in these roles because yeah. there's no way I would have expected Colin Colin Farrell yeah. Um, yeah, to be a vampire in this I don't know why but I actually don't know him that well but that's not the impression that I had of him yeah. I, I, think, I think of him as a typical action is that right? I don't tell me the films he's been in. Uh, so, I I would have said the top ones for me are Seven Psychopaths yep. and In Bruges yep. are the films that I particularly both know. by the same director. Actually. Oh, oh okay. the Total Recall remake, which is an right. That's movie. okay. So that's yeah. where I've seen him. Yeah, like recently, as far as I remember. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's probably why I've got that picture of him. So I just did not expect, and the way he was acting, and particularly like that really odd scene where he was talking about the smells and how his girlfriend and his mum are ripe yeah, and it yeah. was like that's really odd I, I mean I don't know if he's acted like that in any other films he's been in but it was just very surreal for mm. me to, to see that um, and yeah and the same with who we mentioned earlier Christopher Mintz Plus plays Chris Mintz Place. Chris Mintz Place. Mintz Place. Okay. Sorry yeah. if it's wrong, Chris. <laughs> Chris Mintz Place, we love you. <laughs> we do. Well, actually, just call him McLovin. Yeah. That's yes, what it says on his McLovin. ID. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's definitely not a made-up name. And and who else turned out to be in it? Um, David Tennant. Yes, David Tennant, who I totally did not recognise until he took off most of his face. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. All of that just really worked for me. It was, yeah. It, it's it good felt, when it's good when an actor when when that draws you in rather than you're too busy going. Why is Vinnie Jones in an X Men? Yeah, yeah. You know, you sort of. But that's it. But so yeah, normally I would have expected it to put me off. But in some way, no, for, no. Yeah, great, for some yeah. reason, it just worked, yeah. um, and I, it, that might have been because of my expectation of the original. Mm. So then I'm looking at this in it perhaps in a different way, but um, but yeah, and I, I thought it was good, and they didn't go over the top on the effects. Um, and it it is funny that as I say, I didn't realise this had been in 3D. Apart from I think yeah. it was the very first bit when he throws the bucket through yeah, the door. Yeah, so there's a couple and I was of like, scenes where it's like that. This is clearly designed yeah. for 3D. It's very. Uh, I thought that in the car chase, it seemed the way it's panning round, and that just yeah, gave a yeah. sense of yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a bit more going on here. Because we saw this at the cinema, we didn't see it in 3D, mm. did we? We didn't know, no, but we did see it at the cinema. That's yeah. Right. Um, but I also think I think like you were saying with the thing is with Colin Farrell is that I think he gives off an everyman vibe, mm. which mm. you don't expect from a vampire, but his vampire, it works because he is. It is more like a sort of blokey, broy sort yeah. of type yeah. person. But 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 I sort of thought with so the, in his first scene when he's talking to them mm. and he's helping her with something on a lawn. Yeah, but the then lady garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and he's talking in a very odd way, and they're sort of all you know just staring Everyone's at him, waiting for. Fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to work out, yeah, what sort of uh, a role is this? Mm. But yeah, like you say, he's a quite a blokey. It's, I think that's the thing is, is a lot of it's quite there's a lot of very arch dialogue in it where mm. it's, there's a lot of pauses yeah. Yeah. which could be considered menacing but it's within the bounds of the character it kind of does feel that it's just like that's more like sort of like Whoa, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you one exactly. rather than I'm going to bite your neck out Exactly, and that's what I thought was you were saying with the, the scene in the front garden where he was talking strange and leaving the pauses. Mm. Yeah, it, when you when you know that he's a vampire, you can see he is obviously just leaving those intentionally there. Well, you, I'd let you into mine, but yeah. he's really untidy. Wait, 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 wait. But equally, she's probably just thinking, well, he's a, he's not a creep, but and they did even yeah. address it when they got into the house, and he said, oh, yeah, well done for not just inviting the hunk from next door over mm. when he was clearly angling for it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I think it's a fantastic performance from him, really. Mm. Um, but he's from everyone. I don't think there's a a duff one. I don't it, think there's a duff note. No. I mean, it's it's weird because I was saying that there's not apart from uh, uh, Chris Mintzblatt's, um Everyone like the main cast. None of them are American, but everyone's playing American. Mm. Yeah. David Tennant. Yeah. He's not playing Scottish, he's playing Cockney. Yeah. But, because, um, like, Colin Farrell's Irish, um, uh, Tony Collette's Australian. And Anton Yelchin, obviously. Yeah, he's Russian, well, Russian-born. Hmm. Uh, Imogen Poots is English. So, yeah, it's a, do you know what I mean? There's there's not actually an American no. <laughs> playing an American in it. And, it's, and actually, that's something that we need to mention, is Ant- Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots obviously reunited for Green Room. Which yes. is a fucking brilliant film that I really do highly recommend. See, that's another one that everybody keeps saying you need to watch it, but I just can't find myself I think drawn into it. To be honest, I think you'd be all right. I think you would because I think it exists within. I think it exists within a world you understand in so much as it's like 
band going out to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And also, but but also the thing of like, has this when you, you know when you just find yourself in a place and think, right, drink up, we're going because yeah. this is this has yeah. taken a bit of a turn. Yeah, it has that, and it does it right as well but okay. also just everyone in it's so good and then Patrick Stewart turns up and it's like everyone in it's even better now because <laughs> Patrick Stewart's in it and he's evil right okay I will watch Green Room then I, I would say because I mean there's like and also just the fact that there's like dead eyed meth addicted metalers and things like that and sort of it's, you know just loads of shit in there that's like and also it's one of the few films I feel where and it's not in a negative torture porny way, but there's a lot of realis- there's a lot of realistic reactions in it. Mm. Where usually with that sort of film, you're thinking right immediately everyone's going to band up, and then there's like one bloke who's like, "No, fuck the lot of you, I can get out of here myself." Yeah. and you're like, "Thanks, mate." Yeah, you know. So, but it does within the the actual situation. You think, "No, that's probably actually a realistic yeah reaction to what's happening." Mm-hmm. Um, I just I've got to say of of the of remakes. Yeah, this is one that took the very basic story elements and changed it so much. Because that's, that's, you know, I'm sure we've discussed it time and time again. But what I hate about remakes is when they make it exactly like the original. And you're just like, why have you mm. why have you done this? Why have you bothered? Whereas this, as you say, worked more for you. So it's clearly aimed at people who didn't... And I think this thing... I've got a nostalgic love for the original. Yeah, yeah. And I think that remakes are made for those people who don't. I th- yeah, I think also there's certain factors that they had to that that they changed not necessarily for the better, but they changed because for example, when Fright Night first came out, you would watch it and it's like, right, so he's got a Renfield figure. Mm. Then we watched it two weeks ago, or a week ago, or whatever, and it's like, right, so he's bumming him. Yeah. You know, immediately it was just like, right, so that's a gay relationship, so they've cut that character out of this, in a way, because it's like, although I think it would have been, if they'd have kept him in, I think that makes the character, like, Jerry, weirder. Well, not weirder, but that's probably the wrong term to use, but, like, it makes him more of a threat, because then it's like, right, he could be fucking anyone. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know, he could be trying. To, he could be trying to fuck you, your mum, your girlfriend, the lot of you. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas I think this, and it's weird because I was trying to explain to Claire the difference I found because having rewatched the original, yeah, was that it's that older vampire feeling with the original, where it's like the sort of far away look of a man, a romantic man in a long yeah. coat who can sort of you know terribly lonely and I can pull women immediately whereas this felt more like it's sort of like no that would be a dangerous like some arsehole like wannabe alpha who's like sort mm. of yeah. you know next door and his wife being it's like yeah I'll fucking I'll do them all you know yeah. <laughs> which weirdly enough is actually David Tennant's mask yes in it where he's like fucked her yeah. you know and sort of and it's uh, there's a lot of machismo in it that's even down to the fact that it's like you know, Jerry's more manly. That's why he can start the bike. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah like, I wondered about do you know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like sort yeah. of like, oh no, because he's a real man, he can start yeah. the bike. You know what I mean? But I do think that there is. But oh yeah, and this is what I was trying to say, Claire. Is the weird thing I found with it compared to the original hmm. is that, and these are the exact words I used. Is I said it feels like one of those comedies where 
the mum starts dating the PE teacher who's a prick. <laughs> and then, when I looked up what Craig Gillespie, the director, had other, other films he'd done, mm. uh, Mr. Woodcock, the Billy Bob Thornton film in which he plays an arsehole PE teacher who pulls someone's <laughs> mum. And it's like... Okay, you're right. I think I might have sort of. I think I might have hit a nail on the on the head yeah, there, yeah, sort yeah. of somewhere, because it is that. I don't know. It's it then feels it's a bit more. The threat is much more. Sort of like well, you know, I'm more manly than you, mm. as opposed to the sort of the classical vampire thing, which is almost sort of like well, I'm more emotional than you, yeah, mm. and it almost flips it. But then also the fact that it's like. Oh, there's different types of vampire. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. and he's just basically like you know vermin. Yeah, almost, mm. and it's sort of like well, they'd be like rats. You know, they just overpopulate like crazy, and it sort of it sort of does. Yeah, it sort of works in that sort of theme. Yeah, I did like that. I do think that someone's taken a lot of time to remake this properly. Um, obviously, there are the two famous lines from the original are both in this as well, which yeah. I really liked, um, as a they? nod to the real fans, uh, which is the You're So Cool, Brewster. Okay. Uh, and also, yeah, this is Fright Night for Real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Says. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, so I did like that they'd taken those lines and, and oh. written them in, and they didn't feel like crowbarred in, because they were used in... Oh, the first one, the You're So Cool Bruce, it was used mm. in a totally, well, not a totally different context, but... But, no, it was, yeah, I know what you mean. They've 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 not just done the same scene and had the same yeah. line. Yeah, they've, they've found a way of... They've just it into a, a natural conversation, which yeah. I thought was really good. And, and they did, they added to <clears throat> Ed's backstory a bit, didn't they? They did show him and um, Charlie, they talked about their... You know the things they'd done as yeah. geeks or yeah. waves or whatever they called them, um, and yeah, and how he was then sort of being ostracised for it. So you could kind of see a bit more. Hmm. Okay, yeah, he's, he's a bit annoyed, um, and he's willing to give in to the, the darkness when offered it. Um, see, I think I think that's a weird thing that I think they is Charlie slightly less sympathetic in this one. Yeah, in so much as he clearly has done that, and it's like. Yeah, but the two blokes that you're hanging around with who you're kind of being a dick to Ed yeah. to because of they're being dicks to you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not they're not good people to have ditched your mate to yeah, hang around with. Um even if and I'm also I've never I don't know why, I just didn't think of it the first time I saw it, but um presumably Adam is the one at the start. You know, they sort of do that cold open where it's just the house being invaded the mum's uh, dead, yeah, yeah. the father's That's dead, right. and, and he's then he's under the, the bed and everything. Yeah. I, I'm kind of assuming that that character's meant to be Adam, the mm, one who's yeah. like the other, the third friend who you yes. never see. Yes, yes, mm. who's gone yeah. missing already. I, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I, I, mm. uh, I and again, I've forgotten what an extreme opening it was mm. to this. Like that first three minutes or so before the credits roll, before the the opening title screen. Um, yeah, really quite yeah, brutal because they didn't go for any humour at that point. No, it wasn't no. fun. It was no. just looking pretty <laughs> terrible for whoever's about to get got. Because I, th- I think also there's no... It leaves it that there's no question in this one. In the first one, there is almost... It's almost like the... It starts off like the burbs. I think we said that on the yeah. last episode, where it's like that. Is it... I mean, we know because we it's Fright Night and we all know what the plot yeah. is and we know it's a vampire film, etc. But mm. there is an element where it's like, 
is Charlie overthinking this yeah. Yeah. is he just imagining look he's just taking in boxes and he's a bit yeah. weird so and he's like got that. birds around the house and stuff like that mm. whereas this one there is sort of like it's no because Ed's already Ed basically goes to him and says right I've worked it out your neighbour's a vampire yeah which again is sort of Charlie's job in the first mm. one yeah because he's trying to persuade Ed into, yeah. who is mm. taking the piss out of him in the, first, in the original so yeah they do that sort of that's definitely a switch around. I thought the only um, thing they possibly missed with Ed's character in this, they could have made him a bit more crazy like the original was, where he's sort of laughing like a maniac. Yeah. And that, which I think the actor could have done. Oh, yeah, because I mean, well. he's, he's done it in plenty yeah. of other things, particularly like in Kick-Ass. And, yeah. it, and he was like a bit... Too, like to, at the end, when he was fighting, he was a bit... Yeah. A bit more. But, but I, I wonder, again, is that because Ed, in this version, Ed is put out and yeah. pissed off and mm. do you know what I mean he's not he's not, enjoying he's not in a good mood yeah. Yeah. yeah he's not in sort of whereas Ed in the original is a bit more classic 80s party animals sort of yeah. type yeah. Mm. he's still a geek but he is sort of also you know just he's going yeah. for it yeah. Um, yeah see now I had a question about people being turned mm. uh, so <clears throat> the character Doris who gets turned which we did discuss didn't <laughs> we because we were like Doris, that's, that's, a, funny that's a terrible name. Chris said, I'm sure it's Dolores, it must be. And I was like, well, that's definitely a, a stripper name. Like, I can see that. Apologies to any listeners called Dolores, Dolores who yeah. aren't strippers. Um, Apologies to uh, strippers called Doris who are listeners. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. That's also true. Apologies to strippers. Sorry. Um, but, so, obviously, he takes her into the front garden. What are you two laughing at? Sorry, it was just apologies to strippers, and then and then I just went on my own for the front garden. He takes her into the front garden. You know that wasn't even that wasn't even an innuendo, but in my head it was now. Um, yeah. So when he helps her escape from the house, and they get outside in the daylight, and she suddenly bursts into flames, all of her turned to ash, apart from one leg, which just left me wondering. Is that one leg not turned vampire? Was she entirely hadn't, vampire? Hadn't made it all the way round. It's an extremity. Yeah. See, <laughs> hadn't pumped all the way round from. Jerry hadn't pumped her thoroughly, you know, as is the implication. But also apples, fruit. So he only yes, did that. I liked that. As yeah, well. that's that's like a callback that I had yeah. not remembered at all. But in, they decided yeah. not to go with it in the same level as yeah. they did in the mm. first one. Because I think also the, I mean, I love David Tennant, but I do prefer, I prefer the original Peter Vincent, mm. Uh, mm. because it's not, it's, and it's not so much the thing of, do I prefer Christopher, do I prefer Peter Cushing to Chris Angel, because clearly yes, yes, um, or Christopher Lee to Russell Brand, no, clearly it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's always going to remain in the hammer department yeah but um yeah i do find i find it i don't like the fact that peter vincent has experienced vampires mm. Mm. because in a way i liked the because it's it's more difficult to get you to believe that peter vincent's going to come around and help yeah but then they do do it quite nicely where it's like right can you persuade you know he's gone is it his brain's gone but if you just spray him with tap water and we'll say it's holy water and then yeah, we can get the whole cool. thing sorted yeah. out, you know. Mm. So I can kind of see why maybe he would come out at that point. But it makes it more logical that he comes out if he does know that vampires exist, etc. Mm. But I just don't... I always find that a bit sort of... I've, I don't know. I'm just... I prefer the other way round. 
Hmm. And it's, it is purely opinion. I prefer the other way around. And also, I never like or rarely like when it's like, oh, you've grown up since you were younger. Yeah. And it's like, did it have to be the same vampire? Or, yeah. or couldn't it have been one of the ones in the crypt who are crawl that, in the yeah. cellar who are crawling out the walls or something that like that? That did allow them to have the joke, though. Um, you've got your mum's eyes. Oh, yeah, your dad's eyes. That's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I will admit, is a fucking great moment. I suppose <laughs> if they're, they're looking for ways to add a little bit of humour. Well, I think also they were just looking for... it's Again, it's ways of inverting the plot because, again... Mm. Does a modern audience look at it and just go, "Yeah, I'm not going. I've I've not got the time to go around and see some kid who's like off his head, yeah, mm. and persuade him that vampires don't exist or something." But then, weirdly enough, Peter Vincent in the original would have because he's not exactly overtaxed with work. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a huge Vegas magician, yeah, mm. is yeah. not going to be going <laughs> like doing house calls to just sort of like persuade people that their neighbour isn't a vampire. And, uh, and the original wasn't based in Vegas, was it? <coughs> no. no. No, okay. But I liked, I was going to mention that, I did like that, the fact that, so they swapped out the horror host, because obviously mm. that's no longer a thing, no. and replaced it with a, uh, with a magician, mm. and by doing, an illusionist, should I say, sorry, and by doing so, setting it in Vegas, which is where those people perform, also allowed for the, well, of course he sleeps during the day and is awake at night, yeah. and that people are mm. always just yeah. coming through, and there's like yeah. a constant... Huge yeah. transient population, plus a lot of night workers. Mm. It does make sense. It's like, it's... Similar to Thirty Days of Night, where they just moved to, um, uh, oh, that place in Alaska. Yeah, it's yeah. Alaska, where it's going to be mid. It's going to be night for six months. Yeah, again, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because in a way, that's what they used to do in Buffy. Was all oh, right. It's on top of a hellmouth. That explains why vampires are congregating in fucking California. Because unless they've got a death wish, yeah, it's a fucking stupid place to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I also like the fact that they used the the housing thing that is that is a big problem in Vegas isn't it yeah. where they've just got essentially they've got modern ghost towns where stuff went bankrupt before they'd finished building mm-hmm. it and it's like so the people whose mortgage was going to buy this home no longer exists they owe lots of money mm. but this thing is still built yeah but we're not going to put anyone in it <coughs> Yeah, I believe that is a, a, yeah. a, a realistic thing. And again, it, it does give you the opportunity for a, for a vampire. You mm. know, if somebody's there one day and gone the next, well, it's Vegas. That's how, mm. yeah, that's it, how it is, and it's a common thing. You don't necessarily it, expect more. And it also, But it also gives you the sort of thing of... I mean, sort of suburbia's kind of ripped out a lot anyway now mm. from sort of... You know, but like... If you were a vampire on the Vegas Strip, someone's going to see you. Mm. If you're just in the surrounding bits of Vegas, yeah. you know, probably like you're going to see three people on your way home. Mm. You know, rather than crowds or whatever yeah. like that. So it does sort of it lends itself again that it's almost you've got this huge population centre, mm. and then an it's outskirt of playground that mm. is kind of lawless or yeah. certainly under guarded or yeah. underprotected or underviewed. And did they is this the first time they've had it where a vampire can go into a house that isn't either a house or owned by anyone? I liked that theory behind that. I don't yeah. know if it's the original because there's a thing in I 
again, I, I mean, not to say that I'm obsessed, it's just I remember watching it and I thought it had a great take on vampire lore, mm. was in Buffy they could go into hospitals mm. because they're a public place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Much the same as, you know, you can they can walk around the anyway, streets or yeah, something. Yeah. But yeah, so it's anywhere that's open to the public, so churches they could go into and things like yeah. that. Mm. And it was sort of, yeah... So again, I quite like that idea that it's only the the, the mere fact of ownership yeah. that does that. Yeah. But and then the the slightly amusing thing that he does where he blows up their house because yeah. that is as he walks past, like that did catch me because I'm thinking, yeah, what is he doing? Mm. He's got a shovel, like you know, and then he's digging something that looks like it's going to be a grave, and then he pulls up the, the yeah, uh, gas cable. line, yeah, yeah. Gas line. And like yeah, and that was I thought that was quite a good little. It's. I think also that is the one thing though is, is at that point there is an element of it probably can go to the police at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He has blown your house yeah, The authorities can be called. Yeah. You know, isn't it? Regardless of whether he's a vampire or not, he's just blown your house up. <laughs> you know. And but it's it, quite blatant. It is a bit like it's like that when they're killing the police. It's like, hey, right, he's taking this to the new level now. You know, yeah. we're, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but that, mind you, that's the great. It's like in. Um, that I think that's probably the scariest bit of Terminator mm. is when sh- they just walk out of the police station everyone's fucking dead and it's yeah. like shit you'd kind of expect to be safe under arrest mm. yeah. but he has just wiped out this entire fucking building <laughs> but yeah I think that um, yeah because th- there was I think we mentioned it on the last one but there was a part two to this wasn't there but there was literally no one returned oh, it's so from the original awful. cast uh, I believe it was actually shot in Romania as well mm-hmm. I check that. and they're, they're, the vampire in it is called Jerry but it's a woman yes it's called uh, Jerry isn't yes. it yeah but other than that yeah Peter Vincent's in it uh, Amy and Charlie are in it and it's like but yeah, not the same people playing it, so yeah, mm. seems a bit fucking pointless, doesn't it? <coughs> uh, yeah, the runtime on this one as well, I was surprised with as well. An hour and 45 minutes um, for uh, yeah for a, a film that came out in 2011. I think that's when they were starting to get to the, oh, if it's a proper film, it has to be at least two hours or whatever. And that's where it starts getting drawn out and I'm... I'm mm. not as much of a fan, but yes, it mm. didn't do that at all, which I was quite impressed with. Well, there's there's something that I don't know if you did notice, Lee, because I remember I remember being at sc- uh, when we were at school, you were quite interested in this uh, lady, mm. um, Ed's mum. Ed's mum. Yeah, it's Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. As in, stay, I missed you by Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. It was like a nineties number one like indie hit okay but I seem to I do seem to remember you uh, yeah uh, having a thing for Lisa Lowe who, I, who I, the only other film I can remember seeing her in was Serial Killing 101 which I watched once on um, uh, the horror channel oh um, I see uh, yeah I don't remember uh, her at all but oh fair enough yeah, I sort I of think I recognise her but yeah but she's I mean she does like acting but she's mainly mm. a musician yeah Mm. but yeah I can kind of see that yeah um, and uh, I would recommend to Serial Killing 101 not for any reason other than she's a goth in it <laughs> but also was it you that had a thing for her sorry was it you that had a thing for her <laughs> only once I saw Serial Killing 101 uh-huh. I wasn't really that bothered when it was the, the song was out 
Uh, yes, yeah, so having checked, it was shot in uh, Bucharest in Romania. Mm. So Fright Night 2, the sequel to the remake. Um, uh, yeah, from 2013, which, as I say, was a massive disappointment, a bigger disappointment than the, the follow-up to the first one. Mm. So, yeah, yeah the, um, not good. I was going to say, Tony Collette, obviously, we came across before in Krampus. Mm. But in an interesting note of how long we've been doing this, um, she's had quite a big horror hit since then because obviously we went through her like other roles on Krampus. Yeah. But since then, Hereditary's her, Hereditary's been out. Yes, of course. And obviously, she you know she was like the main the main character essentially, isn't she? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I just thought that was quite nice that there was like a oh we can update you because most of the time it's like oh well, well there's no more updates because they're dead. <laughs> so. <laughs> Or they don't do these films anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hereditary was a massive, a massive hit actually. Um, mm. Have you seen that, Adam? Have I you? haven't yet. I uh, really do want to though. Do watch it. It is good. It is good. Um, also, what was it? That's me doing a song. Um, yeah, David Tennant. I mean, I won't bother going through all the. Uh, loads of stuff although he was in the Quatermass Experiment remake which is well worth a fucking watch oh okay um, and uh, it, which he plays Dr Gordon Briscoe and while he was re- while they were rehearsing that he found out he was playing the Doctor ah. so the main guy Jason Fleming who was playing Quatermass in it changed one of the lines from Gordon to Doctor so he'd be the first nah. person to call him Doctor on screen <laughs> um, but like um, he is currently the voice of Scrooge McDuck in a revived Duck's DuckTales. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, well, and, I he's, I wouldn't. and he's soon to appear as Crowley in a TV adaption of Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's Good Omens, which ah. they've been trailing for ages, but it does look really fucking good. Mm. I did listen, I think it was following your um, recommendation, I did listen to the radio version of that. Uh, oh, yes. With yeah. Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was a fantastic it's, day at work. It's just fucking good stuff. That. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is. Um, with uh, I was the one thing I came up when I was looking up though with Colin Farrell, I didn't realise quite how little he's done. Mm. I know that sounds odd, but he's not actually been in that many films. It's only like a handful. Well, that's it. Like he's bigger. But he's in my in, head, he is. But he's and always. Yet. But he's pretty much always been the star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just a weird sort of thing that he's only done because they give you the number, don't they? Yeah, it's got what, a bit of a star look 50, about him. Fifty-nine credits. In yeah, fifty-nine credits, and it's like you know, but most of them are you know he is the star or certainly like one of the main uh, main characters. Oh, truly, I forgot mm. about his True Detective yeah. series. Series two, that was yeah, really good. He was he was really fucking good in that. I mean, series two is a very uh, talk. If you want to talk about divisive, that's one that really fucking got mauled yeah yeah but I, I, you know, I personally liked it I thought it was good I thought he certainly was really good in it but obviously um, we mentioned in Bruges we mentioned um, Seven Psychopaths this is something that comes up a lot is also that he does work with the same directors a lot so he must actually be mm. a nice guy to yeah, work to with work uh, we obviously didn't mention Chris Sarandon's uh, cameo, cameo. Yeah. in this apparently Colin Farrell um, bought him a vintage bottle of whiskey or something like that and a copy of the old black and white um, vampires film spelt with a Y. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, the vampire. Yeah. yeah he bought him that as like a sort of like you know sort of like I hope you don't mind I'm taking on the mm. role of the character and everything. Nice he does chat. He does sound like a gen to mm. be honest. Yeah. So 
Um, but also, I really got to recommend, it's a bit of a weird one, The Lobster. Yeah, I just saw that. Do watch The Lobster. It's mm. fucking great. What is it about? Uh, basically, it's... If I use the term high concept, I don't think it does it justice. Okay. Basically, it's slightly in the future, and if you, because of like trying to get the population going, hmm. if you haven't found a mate by the time you're like 32, 35, or something like that, you get turned into an animal. Well, don't you? Oh, but you get sent away to a yeah, hotel. Yeah, you get sent away to a hotel, and, and that's like your, your last chance. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a singles club. Mm. But if at the end of that you haven't paired off, you get turned into an animal. And he actually turns up with his brother, who's been turned into a boulder collie, uh, and his animal of choice is to be a lobster. Um, but it's a very good film, very strange, very funny. Um, John C. Riley's in it, uh, Olivia Coleman, there's lots, uh, Michael mm. Smiley's in it. There's some really cool fucking people in it. Uh, and he's also done for the same director, he did uh, a film called um, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I've not seen, but apparently is oh, very, very good. Yeah. And the other one that, if you've not seen it, Phone Booth. Because mm. oh god, fuck what me, a... it's phone booth. We mentioned that, didn't we? I think we did when we were talking about uh, Larry Cohen died, yeah. and yes, he was the writer did. of that. Mm. That was a really good. It's amazing how a film that takes place in a yeah. two foot square location can be as gripping as it yeah, was. That is, that, is, that is definitely an example of where it's like, you know, we've. If you, I mean, obviously, it clearly does have a budget, but you could do that as a play. Yeah. With. Very little, well, two people essentially. Yeah, it's but yeah, I've that is due a rewatch definitely because, yeah, I've yeah, not I seen like, it in a in a long. So, so is the main character in that then? Yeah. So that that it's must the be the only character in that. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Much, yeah. Mm. Unless unless like me, you spend the whole time going fucking know that voice on the fucking yeah on the other end of the <laughs> on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Fortunately, they do show him because it was just getting to me. That was apparently that was Larry Cohen's idea as well. Is that they oh, showed really? him the film and they said. They said, what do you think? And he said, I think the, whoever you've got doing the voice is shit. So then they got uh, the, who they do get yes. to do the voice. And Which it was we like, shan't spoil because yeah. we need to go watch it. It's a nice, it's a nice one to sort of stumble into. Um, also, um, the Total Recall mm. remake as well, which you did. Uh, I don't Have you seen it, Adam? I've not seen it. No, I've I've didn't, I'm a bit be uh, against I, it. I was, again, I was just like, I like the original. Mm. I couldn't be asked. It more did, than anything <laughs> did something have you seen it Chris? I, I really liked it I really I didn't expect it. to but I said that might have been why similarly to this and I didn't expect to either but similarly to this I think the difference is yeah. that it's taken the same idea mm. like literally mm. the three line pitch idea yeah. and just completely given it to somebody who it's almost as if they'd never seen the original and said look it's a guy he goes to get false memories because he lives a really boring shitty life it all goes wrong and it turns out he may have had another past or this may be the thing that's been implanted into him and this is how the story's evolved and you don't know either way and that's kind of how it and it's it, and Brian Cranston's in it as well see this is the thing as well is it might be nearer to the Philip K. Dick original because I'm fairly certain that the the Arnie one it wasn't at all. isn't particularly <laughs> you know and that's the thing a lot of uh, most Philip K. Dick stuff doesn't get like it's literal like it doesn't get sort of translated immediately it's a yeah. lot of I mean like Blade Runner is weirdly enough when you read Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep most of what you love about the film it's the opposite in the book mm. yeah and sort of stuff like that so it's just yeah there's a lot of 
cool coolness. So I may, I'll, I'll have to give it a whirl. I mean, like I say, I don't. It certainly isn't. It certainly isn't something where I've been absolutely put off. It's more just to, like we were saying about with timing. There's, yeah, there's other things you'll put in front of Yeah, so I've seen that. But yeah, mm-hmm. if it, if it's there, I'll watch. Good. Uh, horrible bosses as well. He was in. I don't remember him in that, but I don't remember a lot about that film. But I do need to rewatch it. But it's the same year as this, which is interesting. Right. And the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, which is a fucking brilliant film. Terry oh, Gilliam. Ah, mm. oh, okay. That's the one Heath Ledger died while he was uh, making it. Uh-huh. Um, but Heath Ledger, basically, it's a uh, a travelling showman who has a cabinet, and when when you go into it, it takes you to different realities. Mm. Okay. So rather cleverly. Heath Ledger had completed all the real world stuff, mm. so different people play Good the same theory, character yeah. when they're through the in, through the portal. Uh, and Colin Farrell's one of them. I think Johnny Depp's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, various people. Um, and I thought this was absolutely lovely. Is all the people who play Heath Ledger's character? Um, they all said uh, they all gave their fee to Heath Ledger's daughter. Like she was only little at the time. I think she was only like a little one. And they, they basically said, "Oh, we will, we'll do it, but yeah, pay them because because it's not really. I can't imagine it's a lot of time because the stuff that goes on in the parallel universe is probably you know makes up maybe twenty minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's various different people play him. Yeah, so each person probably had a couple of days on set yeah. at most. Or... But they've all sort of, they all sort of like said, well, you know, she'll we'll pass it on to Heath Ledger's daughter, mm-hmm. which I thought what was fantastic idea, yeah. Yeah. nice." Oh, we're finding out that a lot of these actors are actually really nice people and not massive dickbags like you sometimes would believe they possibly could be. Sometimes, yeah, but sometimes you also hope. <laughs> you know when you see people, it's like, I've got this, and this is, uh, again, hor- hor- horribly going back to kids' TV. Mr. Tumble, I hope that he is an unbelievable diva when he's off screen. I, I really hope that he's proper like Charlie Brooker. You know, it's like, how dare you give me this coffee? It has it's not got three sugars in it. How fucking dare you? How do you actually fucking dare you? What do you mean? Get out of my sight. You're not working here. That's what I hope he's like because he's really nice. You're talking about kids TV. Suddenly had a moment of realization this morning mm. that I missed when we were talking about. I can't remember. I think it was Bobby who sent it in, or it might have been Claire. Uh, the ask welcome to horror question about things. That freaked you out as a child think that aren't supposed to be scary. Think was it Bobby? Clear? I think oh, it, oh, no, I don't know. Um, whoever it was, it was a great question. I'm getting confused. Thank you it's for the beard. It. Um, <laughs> but Frank Sidebon. Yes, I can understand why that would be a totally a weird weirded thing. me out as a child. Because it's again, wrong. it's that it's that clown thing of like, why is a grown up like this? Yeah, Chris is looking at me yeah, confused. Let me show right, you who Frank yeah. Sidebottom is. I mean, the name sounds a little. And he used to come on and just sort of prep fall around on a kids' TV show on a Saturday morning. Mm, and it's just... Okay. Like, he, what's he, going on with that? He yeah. had the big... And he also, it looks a bit mighty bush. He talked like that as well. Yeah. He had like a really thick Mancunian accent, really high like that. And, mm. he, and he came on with little Frank, his like ventriloquist. I feel like I've so. missed something. Yeah. Oh, no, you have... You, nightmares, that's what mm. you've missed. I like nightmares. <laughs> it's like three horror films. Mm. It's true. I think it's time for our new segment. New segment. New yeah. segment. Insert yeah. music here. Uh, oh, you beast! Well, I thought we'd give you a nice edit point. Yeah. Edit, <laughs> edit spike, point. Spike the. What do you the think he's doing point. in there? Wanking? Counting <laughs> the tape? Um, yes. Uh, Claire has a tendency to watch horror films 
Um, uh, tr sorry, Claire has a tendency to watch trailers for horror films with the sound turned down to disassociate herself from it so that she can just see what's going on. However, she has a tendency also to just narrate what's happening. Um, and uh, she did a few for us while pissed. And um, this is, uh, they're all films that we have covered previously on the show. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to play you this, guys, and uh, see if you can uh, work out what the film is. Yeah. This is the first segment of Claire's drunken trailers. So I think I'm going to do terrible, but if you do terrible, Lee, you should hang your head in shame. I think you're right. Let's see then. No pressure, huh? I'm just reading. I'm not. I've not opened it yet. Well, don't read it because he's meant to guess. What you? Well, I've got a picture there. All right. All right. I won't look. No, you're not guessing. He's guessing, isn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the third Believe one. Me. I think. Oh god. Any wine? I haven't left, have I? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here we go. It's more than horror. A man's lost his arm. There it is. It's on the floor. It's grabbing a bloke's leg. He's quite alarmed. He's doing quite a great dance, to be honest. <laughs> oh, someone's st staring through the window. But there's a disco going on. Bit heavy on the wind machine. Any <laughs> man? What's happening now? What's that, feathers? Oh no, it's a... A branch. <laughs> There's no way that branch could have pulled over a man. That was tiny. <laughs> right, so someone's shooting an empty coffin now. Oh, it's my mate. <laughs> room for the handsome men. Very small room to be smoking in. It's available now. Sorry. Oh, I... Oh, stop it. Oh. I need to burp. <laughs> burp, woman. Oh, God, I go Yeah, so I'll okay. give you a hint. When she said, oh, it's my mate, Christopher Lee. Branch, Christopher Lee. I'm trying to think, and I'm getting cut off. And a branch. Well, that's, um, wait, that's the uh, the one where the hand's chasing them then. Ah. And, and, the, and the plant. Yes. Going in. Well done, Chris. Yeah. But yes. you know the name and I, I don't. Do. <laughs> but you got the film. Yeah. So it's a joint win Yay. with Dr. Ooh. Terror's House of Horrors. Yeah. Yay. That's a fantastic set. Thank you very much for participating with those, Claire. They're yeah. excellent. And it's a perfect excuse now that when we run out, she has to get shit house she drunk. She has to get yeah. drunk, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Oh, looking forward to doing that next time. If anybody managed to guess that before we did, please let us know. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got a few more, so there'll be we'll be bringing Claire's drunk trailers yeah. back. Yes, uh, in future. What a fantastic segment! Excellent. I really enjoyed that. Um, wonderful. Right, we shall let you all get on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will next week be covering. It's my party. Yes, so it's we do. It's Chris and I have got our birthdays coming up, uh, so we have picked a film each to cover. So next week will be my or next no, sorry next fortnight will be my choice. Uh, we will be covering the Scotchworthy, very first Scotchworthy productions feature length movie 
it's my party and I'll die if I want to, which I have... Sounds very fitting, doesn't it? Exactly, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. It, not only is it one I keep meaning to to bring in, but also you asked about when are we going to do another good low-budget movie yeah. like Thanks mm. Killing, and the title fits, so all the stars have aligned. So, mm. uh, yeah, so in a fortnight's time, it'll be It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, please message us below on SoundCloud. Uh, don't forget to send us your questions. Hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror. Uh, we are on Instagram at Welcome to Horror. Uh, and on Facebook, there is a Welcome to Horror group. So please come and get involved in there as well. Um, and go and watch this, my party, and I'll die if I want to. It's well worth it. I think it might even be on YouTube, but I'll double check. Um, yeah, and we will see you on a fortnight. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.